Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. After the Apocalypse, a pandemic survival story. Season 1, Episode 20. The Road Ahead. Earwax, the old man said. Here we go again. Janet rolled her eyes and lay back against the rock outcrop, using her pack as a rough pillow. She arched her back like a cat, stretched her arms out over her head, and relaxed to look at him. No, seriously, the old man continued. How do you deal with earwax in the apocalypse? You can't see into your own ears. I'm not touching your disgusting old ears, Janet responded, hoping this was the end of this particular conversation. They were on a bluff a couple hundred feet above the river. She looked down and across the muddy flow at the smoke rising from another burning town. The bridge spanning the watercourse was dotted with abandoned cars and trucks. The trailer of an 18-wheeler was sticking half out of the water near one shore jammed against a bridge pylon. Bill, the dog, had found a high spot a few feet away. He was relaxing in the morning sun and keeping watch at the same time. He rose up onto his haunches and tensed as a couple of red squirrels chittered around one of the lodgepole pines. Leave it, Bill, the old man said without much force. Bill relaxed and went into his own downward dog stretching routine that ended with a tremendous dog yawn. Janet looked up and gestured to the city. Do you think the army of assholes is over there? The old man thought about the question, frowned and squinted into the southern sun. Dunno, maybe. Sure seems to be a lot of destruction. She sensed he was on the verge of yet another monologue on earwax or ancient Carthage or something equally pedantic and changed the subject with a question. What were you doing on the trails, old man? Were you running away? Were you hiding from something when the apocalypse came? She studied him closely to gauge his body language. It wasn't what she expected. The old man snorted. Ha! Now you're sounding like a lawyer. Should I have my own attorney present for this cross-examination? She kept her eyes locked in, like she was trying to see if he was hiding something. She ignored his question and continued in the same vein. I mean, you're a doctor. Why weren't you working an emergency response in a hospital in a city or something? Wasn't it all hands on deck? True, he replied, more somber now. To answer your pointed question, no, I wasn't hiding from the medical response. Just the opposite, in fact. And yet another proof of God's sense of humor... They threw me out years ago. Why? Janet asked, like the lawyer she was, still watching him. It's a long story, 
He waved his hand dismissively and paused. It doesn't matter now. She pressed. What happened? She let the silence lie there like a black hole. He looked at her and shrugged. I let my ego get me caught up in a shady business deal. I really had nothing to do with the scheme, but I was on the board, so I got caught up in the blame wave. He had an unfocused and faraway look, like he was trying to remember something from long ago. I got fired and lost my license. Then my wife left me and I lost my family. Really, I lost everything. I ended up leaving the country for a couple of years. I worked in Africa, where they weren't so concerned about the details of my separation from the medical community. He paused and looked at her. In hindsight, it's funny. I lost my career and my family, but I learned to live again. I lost everything, but in a way, I found myself. He let that sink in and continued. Then I found trail running. I found it was something that quieted the demons in my mind. It gave me something to do, kept me from thinking too much, and gave me a new circle of friends who didn't care. Hell, they didn't even ask about my past. He rubbed his eyes and looked up at her with a grin. So, in a way, I've been running for years, even before this shit show began. KJ stared at the river below. She thought she could see ripples on the surface. It looked like when fish surfaced to take a fly. She made a mental note. There is still life out there, she thought. She returned her gaze to the old man and asked gentler this time. Which company? What was the company you were on the board of? Oh, it wouldn't matter to you. It wasn't a well-known company, more of a startup, he said. Don't be too sure. You know I was an attorney, but I don't believe you know that the focus of my practice was helping the victims of medical malpractice. It was a birth control device maker, he said. Metagentics. He paused long and thought back, sifting through memories that once haunted him. Uh, apparently they were falsifying clinical data. I was narcissistic enough to think they were paying me for being a great doctor, but they were paying just to be associated with me. Turns out I was just part of the smokescreen. There was an extended silence. Janet thought hard about what she was going to say next. It was me, was what she decided to lead with. What? the old man asked. I was the lawyer who got your license revoked. They wanted to settle, which may have saved your license, but I wouldn't let them. The old man was silent. Janet continued. That was not a victimless crime, she said. They were killing women. There had to be consequences. I stood up for those women. You were the collateral damage. The old man looked down at his hands and remained silent. Janet could see his face tense, wrinkles tightened around his eyes, his brow furrowed. There was a hint of pain there, too. She wasn't sure what to say next. Look, I'm not sorry I stopped those men from killing women, but I am sorry you lost your family. A long silence fell over the two survivors. Bill, the dog, lifted his head and looked at them intently, trying to decipher this mood change. 
The piercing cry of a circling raptor tore the silence. Bill looked up at it. Finally, the old man sighed and dropped his head. Thank you, he said softly. You didn't have to tell me, so thank you. He took a deep breath, blew it out long and slow, and continued. At one point in my life, I would have been terribly angry with you. I'm not sure I could have described that fury, but not now. It was hard at first, but in the end, I think it was meant to be. I think it taught me things I needed to learn about myself. I got to go to Africa and help people who really needed it. I discovered my love for the outdoors, for trails, and for running. So, yeah, thank you. Looking back, other than causing a schism with my family, I think it was probably a blessing. Janet carefully steered the conversation. What happened to your family when the plague hit? The old man darkened. My ex-wife and oldest kid died in the city when it started. I tried to get to them, but the streets were chaos. Before the networks crashed, I got a call from one of my old neighbors. They were gone in the first couple days when it swept through. He looked up and across the river to the city. My youngest, Paul, was out here somewhere. He was in and out of college. That's where I'm going. I'm trying to find him. To find my son he muttered through a shaky voice, to close that final open loop. Then I'm going to lay down and give my old bones up to this damned earth. He wiped his hands on his pant leg and stood up. He turned towards her with tired emptiness and asked, What about you? Janet frowned. They're all dead. I watched my husband, kids, and parents die. I'm sorry the old man said. But you know what? Janet asked and answered her own question. Now that I'm here, I'm still doing what I do. I spent a lifetime standing up for people, stopping bullies from doing bad things and making bad guys pay. She looked at him and spread her hands as if embracing the thought. I've always considered myself the enforcer of consequences. I think I'm needed here. Now, for what I can do. The avenging angel, the old man said with a corner of his mouth twitching upwards ironically. Won't you be needing a mask and a cape? Shut up, Janet said, not unplayfully. I'm serious. I didn't ask for it. I'd rather have my family back, but the universe dropped me here with a certain set of skills. Maybe I was put here for a purpose. I don't want to be unkind, he responded, but that sounds a bit self-serving and messianic. No more self-serving than you are, you nihilistic old man. You and your pile of bones. You've got a set of skills, too. You may have something to contribute. I suppose you're right. It's a clean slate. We're making up our own rules now, and much of what we believe to be true or false, good or bad, is meaningless, or at least in flux. I'll help you find your son, Janet said softly, but decisively, looking at the ground between her feet. The old man considered this. I would be grateful for your help. He finally responded, and it came out a bit more official sounding than he had intended, like some sort of pact or agreement. So he continued to talk. 
I'm tired, he said, and I've lived a long life. I'm not sure what the point of surviving is. I mean, really, what's the point? I feel like there's not much keeping me in this world. Janet looked at him. So you're Hamlet now. You're trying to decide if you want to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. This isn't poetry. We're all tired. It's the apocalypse. We're tired. We're dirty. And we're all walking a tightrope between sanity and insanity without a net. She turned her attention to the burning city and continued, But this is bigger than us. There's an opportunity here. We can make a difference. We can be agents of good against this shitty tsunami of evil. The old man hesitated, but then started as if he were telling a story. The last time I saw Paul was a couple of months ago. We hadn't talked for years. My family broke off contact when I lost my license. I was a pariah, and they moved on without me. Then, less than six months ago, out of the blue, Paul reached out to me and wanted to meet, to talk. I traveled down here to meet with him. When I walked into that coffee shop, he was so different from the kid I remembered. He had grown into such a man, so smart and confident. But at the same time, I could sense that he was scared to see me and angry, still full of anger. It wasn't an easy conversation. There were hard words. There were tears. It ended with shouting, and we both said some regrettable things. He said he didn't need a father, didn't want a father. He stormed out. There's a lifetime of unfinished business there. I'd really like a chance to make it right. If he'd let me, if he's still alive, if he's out there. The old man's voice trailed off. His words hung for a moment in the sounds of birds and of the wind blowing through the dry branches above. Janet broke the mood, like the popping of pine pitch in a campfire. Okay, she said brightly and sat up. Then we'll just have to go find him. This smart young man of yours. We'll find him and invite him to join our team. He'll help us turn the tide. When did you get such a positive attitude? The old man asked. I just saw you shish kebab a dude with a hunk of rebar. Now you're some self-styled wonder woman who's going to help me find my son? He looked down and watched a flock of plovers dip in a synchronous dive across the river. But I'll take you up on your offer. It's not going to be easy. We're going to have to get across the river. I'm not sure we should use the roads or the bridges. That's a natural choke point for anyone who wants to control the movement of survivors. Good place for a trap, Janet agreed. Potentially, the old man confirmed. The king and his army aren't going to be a one-off phenomenon. There will be scared, half-crazy survivors clinging to any narcissistic tyrant who thinks he is a new kingdom god. Then how come you don't have a following? Janet said wryly. The old man laughed. I do. I've got a dog and a psychotic cutthroat lawyer. My point is, we are going to come across people and situations that are true manifestations of your tsunami of crap. Tsunami of evil, she corrected him. Sure, whatever. I'm just saying, you'd better be willing to strap yourself in because the ride is about to get bumpy. Can't be worse than that cart you pushed me in. That bumpy ride was a metaphor. Don't they have metaphors in your superhero world? He asked. 
She held up a hand. I know what you mean, old man. I know we're in a pile of crap here, but I'm in. Look, you and me, even Bill, we're already dead. We're just dust in the wind. Today is all we've got. Let's not worry about what's going to happen next week. Let's go forth and do what we can. He looked at her a bit surprised, but nodded his head in sullen agreement. Okay, we'll take it as it comes. He sat back down and watched a pair of eagles riding the thermals over the river. Their wings twitched in the air currents as they subtly maintained their direction and altitude. They weren't fighting the air. They were riding it, accepting it. The old man breathed in and lowered his gaze slowly to the river. Brown smoke curled up towards them from a structure on the opposite bank. He thought he could see bodies on the flat of the bridge nearest to them, dark stains spreading outward as they melted into the dust of the bridge road. Out there was the unknown. Out there was more death. More crazy. More bad men. More evil. And Paul. Paul was out there. The old man could feel that now with an undeniable paternal certainty. Paul was out there, and he... No, they. Together, they would find him. Just then, a line of vehicles emerged from the smoke heading towards the bridge. Janet looked at the old man and said, Come on, old man. It's time to move. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So here we are, my survivor friends. The end. But it's not the end. Think of it like those old science fiction movies where they'd put up the words, The End, and then they'd tag a question mark onto the end so it would be, The End? Right? Don't worry. For us, it's not a question. We'll be back. We'll be back. In one of the strange ironies of these types of projects is that the more you do it, the more ideas you have. It's sort of a perpetual motion machine. And also because I'm super psyched. No, really, I am so pleased with the way this season came out. I am in love with these characters and these character arcs. 
I'm in love with this universe that we've created, and I'm in love with Robert's audio performance. It really came together and beat all my expectations, so I'm really happy with this. And you, and you, yes, you. Nothing happens unless somebody shows up, my survivor friends. So I'm I'm so grateful for your attention, and especially in this world we live in that is so attention scarce. I'm really grateful for you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I just went over to Acast and checked. We're about 13,000 plus downloads, which is amazing. Thank you to all of you who have left a review or shared the show with your friends. And I hope you've noticed, I don't know if you have, but I hope you noticed that I've tried to keep the narrative smart Right? They always say when you're writing, right? they give you this advice. They say, write for a first grade level or a sixth grade level. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. People are smarter than that. So we're not just stringing together action and dialogue. right? We're assuming that you folks don't need me to explain everything. I can reference history. I can reference philosophy. I can reference literature. And you're going to get it. You're going to understand it. So again, thank you for showing up and being a smart audience. So reach, reach up, reach up your right hand, reach over and pat yourself on the back. You earned it. And hopefully you liked episode 20. I know it was dialogue heavy, tough, tough episode for Robert. I think he came through. I just, I needed to fill in some gaps and cement the journey of these characters, these three characters. So coming up in Season 2, we'll introduce some new characters. We'll raise the stakes as this universe starts to coalesce into centers of gravity. And we figure out what's going on. So this week I did a super fun interview with Mike. Mike interviewed me. Mike has a podcast called the Apocalypse Post Podcast. And links are in the show notes here. Uh, So I talked to Mike, and we had a blast talking about the characters in the show. And I'm going to ask Mike when he posts that to give me a recording of it, and we'll stick it on this feed here as well so you can listen to it. So look for that coming up. And hey, Mike, thanks for having me if you're listening. So Mike's universe is more of a, a Mad Max universe. Think Mel Gibson, right? Mad Max. And I remember Mad Max. I was alive then. And I actually, I think I saw the Road Warrior first, and I was hooked, right? And the Road Warrior was Mad Max 2. And the Road Warrior had everything a good apocalypse movie should have, right? Excellent anti-hero, there were stakes, there was a dog, there was lots of action in the wastelands. It was a great movie. Road Warrior was just a great movie. I loved it. And Mad Max was a pretty good movie, too. The original the original Mad Max movie, you know, it cost $200,000 for these guys to make the original Mad Max movie down in Australia. And you know how much money they made? $13 million, which makes that one of the most profitable movies of all time. So I guess there is money to be made in the apocalypse. So anyhow, Mike and a few thousand others... They get costumed up like Mad Max characters, and they go out into the desert to a festival called the Wasteland Festival, 
So if we've got any Wastelanders listening, welcome. Thanks for spreading the word. Have fun this year. You finally get to go back out in the desert. It's post-pandemic. Ironically, we had to wait till the end of the pandemic to enjoy your apocalypse. It's coming up. Ten weeks. Have fun. Now I'll give you a little fanboy trivia on Mad Max. So in The Road Warrior, there was a character, a role called Warrior Woman. And that was played by an actor named Virginia Hay. And she, this is the trivia part, she was also the blue-skinned alien Zotozan in that cheesy sci-fi show Farscape that some of you may have watched. (laughs) I watched most of it. The last season was a little rough. They were kind of mailing it in. I bailed in the last season. So next up, I'm going to hit pause on the show production for a couple months. We're sitting at the middle of August? No, we're sitting in the middle of July, 2021. So let's shoot for starting season two in September if the creek don't rise. And so look for it. Don't delete us. Stay in touch. In the meantime, I'm going to convert season one into a book, ebook, audiobook. If I can swing it, we'll see. I'll be posting various progress updates progress reports that's my canadian accent progress reports i'm not canadian progress reports and looking for help from people for things like checking my copy and spell checking and all the kind of stuff like that and i'll put that out on our facebook page old man apocalypse search for it join us out there as always i am uh, working to a tight budget <laughs> like that first mad max film So if you can go to the Patreon page for After the Apocalypse and throw me some money, it makes everything easier. And just to be fully transparent here, we are not talking about a lot of money. But currently the variable costs per show are about double the variable income per show. And that's fine. I don't mind funding it, but I could use the help. As they say in the startup world, we've got a negative burn rate. And with your help, I can turn that around. And that's it. That's it for this season, my friend. I feel a bit bad. I feel kind of sad having to say goodbye to you all for a couple months. But don't worry. We'll find a way to fill in some of that that dead air. So chin up, one foot in front of the other. And above all else, keep surviving. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 